You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number seven, July 21st, 2020. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? drive through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with the tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Tech Chef. This is your host, Skip Kimple, and I am so happy you decided to join us today as we continue our contactless payments series. But before we get into that, I've gotten quite a bit of positive feedback from all of you, and I would like to read uh, one of the, the comments in particular that came from one of, one of the listeners. This listener said, I was thinking and having a few conversations regarding your contactless payment options. I think it's a benefit in some ways. Here's my challenge with it. For the antisocial that wants to distance, distance themselves, this is great. But for those of us that thrive on interaction, this has the potential to remove an element that makes the dining experience good. Is automating everything a good thing? I think that's where we're headed today. But the comment that made me come to this was a discussion on masks in public, not the validity of using them, but the change in the atmosphere. The quote was, what happens when you can't see a smile? The removal of expressions disrupts the experience and the energy in the room. Now, I sincerely appreciate that comment. Now, I don't know if you've seen it, but they have solved for the mask problem by utilizing clear masks. Not quite sure how comfortable those masks are. They wouldn't breathe very well, uh, but, uh, but there is a solution for that out there. And you do make a very good point of making sure that the guest has the experience that is not only safe, but pleasurable as well. Now, pre-COVID, most of the value add for the restaurants is based upon food quality and hospitality. Obviously, we've had to factor in safety since then, but there needs to be a balance between all three. Hey, while I've got you as a captive audience, I'd like to mention that uh, there's a webinar coming up sponsored by Netsurian, and the name of the webinar is called Creative Ways to Optimize Restaurant IT Spending at a Time of Crisis. I'm going to be one of those panelists on the show, so it should make for some very interesting conversation. Now, in order to register, you can go to the show notes, click on the link, contact me directly. I'll send you the link. Uh, This is going to happen on July 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, You can also uh, register going directly to netsurian.com forward slash techchef. Hopefully, you'll all join us there. We'll have some fun, and uh, we'll see what kind of trouble we can get into. Now, this is part four of our contactless payment series, and this show, quite honestly, is not really about contactless payments. Hmm, what do you mean? It's about touchless payments, using your face to pay for something. Now, it doesn't get any more touchless than that. As chief of staff for Pop ID. Yale Goldberg is responsible for developing and launching the Pop ID brand and products, as well as generating brand and product awareness. He is also tasked with sharing the vision, benefits, and the story with partners and end users like all of you. Now, this guy is truly a techie. He has a degree from Stanford University in Science, Technology and Society, and Management Science and Engineering. 
Yale, thanks for joining us today. And it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I've heard a lot about your product. Maybe you can tell the the listeners a little bit about your background in particular and how you actually ended up at Pop ID. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, Pop ID Pop ID started in about 2017. I I graduated from Stanford grad school and was fortunate to meet a guy named John Miller, the the CEO and chairman of a group called the Cali Group, uh, which is pretty well known in in the Los Angeles area and has a couple different uh, restaurant tech companies. And you know, after after going out a couple times and and talking through some ideas, John had a great idea for to use facial recognition and had a partner partnership lined up. And so after, you know, after a couple of discussions, we thought through an opportunity to, to leverage facial recognition uh, to, to start essentially an authentication service. So think Facebook connect for the offline world. And so in 2017, we began, we you know, formed, formed pop ID officially started to bring on a team to develop these products and we've been running and pivoting and, staying flexible and lean ever since. So you had mentioned the Cali group. What other, what other products or companies are they associated with? Yeah. So some of the companies that folks may know from the Cali group include uh, Misa robotics, which has flippy, the robot probably seen a video of flippy. He cooks all the fried food in Dodger stadium and diamondback stadium. And there was a, there was a great viral video of flippy cooking burgers at our Cali burger restaurants. So, Part of the great part of the reason why Cali, the Cali Group is so great is that the Cali Group owns 100% of a, a quick service restaurant brand called Cali Burger, and so Cali Burger is this tech forward brand where uh, Cali Group can incubate other tech companies that can then put their products inside of the Cali Burger restaurants uh, and and make sure that we have a you know, proper product market fit and that the product is ready to be pushed out to the rest of the quick service restaurant or retail or hospitality uh, world. And so Cali Burger has been Pop ID's greatest testing ground, along with a testing ground for some other uh, concepts that, that the Cali Group has put out. And so some other, some other concepts outside of Misa Robotics are Super League Gaming, which went public on the NASDAQ a, a few years back, and then Kitchen United, which is a, a cloud kitchen concept uh, that's, that's really been doing a great job. Um, and and then Pop ID, yeah, Pop ID is one of the newest is the newest of the the Cali Group company. Well, and I think it's fascinating. I invited you to the show because we're doing a series on contactless payments, contactless everything. But today we're kind of talking about contactless payments, and I truly believe there's a distinction between contactless and touchless. This couldn't be more touchless if you tried. There's uh, no device. You're just you're just walking up to is it a kiosk? Ex- explain the customer experience from that. Yeah, so we have essentially what the product is. We call it Pop Pay. Um, essentially, what Pop Pay is is that we leverage the face to authenticate the customer, and then they have a stored wallet, a, a virtual stored wallet that's tied to their face. So when our tablet recognizes that person, we can discount the transaction amount from that person's stored uh, virtual wallet, and without touching absolutely anything. The, uh, the customer can complete a transaction. And so there are, there are a bunch of other benefits that hopefully we'll be able to get into, but given the, given the current environment with coronavirus, like you said, we are very focused on creating a completely touch-free payment option. Now you had mentioned, um, I think at one point in time during our conversations, 
not only uh, Pop uh, Pay, but you also have a product called Pop Entry. Can you explain that? That's right. Yeah. So Pop Entry, you know, Pop Entry is another product that, uh, you know, facial recognition in general, I think, is a great technology for the current concerns. Um, facial recognition, obviously, is a great way to eliminate touch points. And what we've worked on, what Pop, we've worked on at Pop ID for about the last year is an access control system that instead of using a key card or a badge to, to allow someone into a building, we could recognize that person by face, understand whether they're supposed to have access to that building, and then grant them access without them needing to dig into their wallet or carry, carry around any extra hardware. Uh, we, can, we can grant them access to a building. So when coronavirus happened, we actually, John, uh, was, was keen enough to, to think about all the work that Miso Robotics had done with thermal cameras. Uh, when cooking meat, making sure that it's at the appropriate temperature. And so we took a thermal camera and we added it to our access control system. So now we can take body temperature uh, of employees that are checking into work or entering into a building while also recognizing them by face to make sure that they have access. So that's our, our newest product called Pop Entry Plus. Just curious, do you have any other uh, products or products coming out that you can talk about for instance, in the restaurant space, we're having to do these daily health checks with our employees, you know, taking their temperature and things like that. Have you applied any of that technology in the restaurant space yet? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a great article in the New York Times on, on our product being in some Subway and Taco Bell franchisees, uh, restaurants. And so we're using that exact device that I just, just kind of uh, spoke about as the employee check-in option. So when an employee comes into work, the first thing that they do is they go up to our device. We recognize them by face, take their temperature, and make sure that they're uh, they have an appropriate temperature. And we also have the option with that product to add a, a health questionnaire, so uh, so employees will be able to answer whether they've been in contact with somebody with coronavirus or if they've had any of the symptoms or any other questions that are recommended um, for 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 that industry or for that uh, specific location. The only drawback to the questionnaire is they're going to have to touch the screen, right? Unless they can blink one for yes and two for no. Yeah, so that's actually a really interesting point. So we so we're currently uh, have the feature available, and it is touch. It's yes or no. So it's just it's just six clicks. If you have six questions, you just tap yes or no. But we also have an SDK right now that we're working on that will uh, that will incorporate gesture recognition. So we'll be able to uh, recognize a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So someone can give a yes or no answer without ever touching the screen. So that's something that we're incorporating into the product now. All right. That's pretty cool. So I wasn't that far off. I was being a little sarcastic no, there, but close. you're way ahead of me on that. That's awesome. You know, it kind of reminds me of when I used to work in the uh, medical industry. I worked for a, a critical care unit for children, and most of these children could not communicate. They were paraplegics. They were on ventilators. So we had to find ways uh, – with each different child of using assistive technology and find ways to figure out how to get them to communicate with the nurse and also with their family. So each case was very unique and individualized. And I remember one case in particular where it was using blink technology, where this camera would focus in on that individual's face and they could actually move the mouse. They could, they could click the mouse all with the blink of their eye because that's all they could do. They couldn't communicate yeah. verbally and they couldn't move. That's, that's, that's incredible. And, you know, those, hearing those stories makes me think about, you know, all the positive ways that we can utilize this technology. I think that's one of the aims of Pop ID is to be, we're a consumer facing brand and we want, we want consumers that are using this product to, first of all, you know, there's a lot of questions about, 
privacy and data security. We want consumers to feel really comfortable and we want these products to be a way to actually help, right? A, a way to uh, you know, curb the spread of coronavirus, a way to keep people safe and healthy. So, you know, it's great to hear about ways that technology is being used for positive. Now, let me ask you this. Um, over the past few months, has your product shifted at all, your 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 pop pay product? Um, have you done anything different or do you have anything in the works? I know we just talked about the gesture piece, uh, but yeah. this is here for a while. So obviously you have to th- be thinking about the next step ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So the addition of the thermal camera to the pop entry product was obviously a big uh, well, well, a slight pivot for, for coronavirus. But we've also, for our pop pay product, we've thought a lot about uh, integrating that product into point of sale systems. And that's something that we're working on right now. But we also recognize that, that now retailers are required to have sneeze guards. So they're essentially separating the uh, cashier from the customer. And so what we've created is, is a little case that we can really easily stick on to the sneeze guard, which we'll put, and we slide our, our, our Android tablet into that case. And so with it's very, very little uh, cost and uh, trouble to install, a, a retailer can now accept pop pay as a payment method. And like you said, completely touch-free, uh, a, a completely touch-free payment method. So we're definitely thinking about all the new, all the new standards that are coming into place and, and, and how the, uh, the restaurant and retail industries are changing and trying to think of creative ways to incorporate our technology into the, to the new infrastructure. I think also the challenge is, you know, four months ago, we didn't understand all of the caveats of things we would need to put into place and compensate for. I think we feel like we have a good handle on that now. My concern is what's around the corner that we haven't anticipated yet and how to plan for that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously a struggle in, in anything we do, but the more you can plan ahead, I guess, the better. Uh, let me ask you real quick about Pop Pay. So I, I'm assuming you said it's, it's a stored wallet. It's very similar to an Apple Pay or an Android Pay. So the individual would have to actually set up this payment system in some website or some app ahead of time, correct? Yeah. So we kind of think of it like a universal Starbucks gift card. So when you when you set up your your Starbucks card or, or your, your Starbucks card, right? You load twenty five dollars onto the card. Then anytime that you go back, you just discount the money from that card. And obviously, Starbucks is is the best example of using this uh, stored value card. But our Pop Pay wallet is is that exact really that exact same methodology, except you can use that digital wallet, vir- digital virtual wallet uh, anywhere where Pop Pay is accepted. So just like you can accept cash and credit card as a retailer right now, um, in the future, you'll be able to accept uh, credit card, cash, and pop pay. And then instead of pulling out a card to swipe or scanning a QR code, you'll be able to just uh, tap on the on the pop pay tablet, take a quick snapshot of that customer's face, and discount the money from that person's digital wallet. And one of, you know, one of the great benefits for merchants is that we can reduce the credit the cost of credit card processing, right? So we can reduce credit card processing costs because we're loading up a larger sum of money and we're eliminating all those fixed costs with com- that come with the subsequent transactions. Well, that's interesting. So um, I love the concept where you can use it. It's a wallet that you can use in multiple locations. How widespread actually is your network of different places or restaurants that people can go to and u- utilize this uh, payment method? Yeah, so PopPay is 
is, is a new product that's really out into the market now. What we're focused on right now is forming a network in the Pasadena area. Pasadena is where, where our offices are and where a lot of the Cali Group companies are. And so we have about 15 merchants in this you know, hyper-local area that are accepting pop pay, whether through a kiosk or through a tablet on a sneeze card like we talked about. And we're starting to form a network of, uh, of pop pay uh, consumers as well. So consumers that are looking to use their pop pay wallet when they go buy ice cream or burgers or just go to shop for shoes. So that's a huge benefit to be able to use this at multiple locations. Uh, you had talked at the top of the show, there are, there are multiple benefits to using your product. Uh, what are what are some other things our listeners um, might be able to relate to? Yeah, so one is you know, not not having to transmit cards back and forth, right? Completely touch free, like we spoke about. The second one for the mer- for merchants, which which we just touched on, I, I think is something that will with with or without coronavirus will continue to be a great benefit. Is is the reduced credit card processing cost? So one of the reasons why we started developing Pop Pay is that. We had heard from all of our customers that one of the goals of 2019 or 2020 was to reduce credit card processing fees. And so one of the trends, you know, one of the trends in the in the restaurant industry is is mobile payments. So so app making payments or ordering ahead on an app. One of the downsides of that is that they're card not present transactions, which carry a larger uh, a larger fee to process the credit card. So we're we're the reason that part of the reason that we developed this product was to eliminate you know, eliminate the in, eliminate the high cost of processing a credit card in store. But as we started to think about it further, um, there's more of a transition to card not present transactions, which carry an even higher credit card processing rate. So when this technology can be added to uh, mobile payments as well, there will be a huge cost savings for for the merchant. So that that's you know that's something that we're we're really excited about, and our merchant customers are excited about as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It's Every single vendor I've talked to about contactless payments um, is talking about the higher interchange rate and how the the um, card not present transactions are are being charged more. And it, it completely is obscene and crazy the fact that a Apple Pay or a Android Pay um, is considered card not present. I mean, you've got some of the best technology behind that to make sure that the person paying is the person that owns that card. So I, yeah. hopefully that whole world changes in the near future. Yeah, we and we believe that there will probably be a time, and it, and it may not be in the super short term, but there will be a time when there is a, a new classification for card not present, but person verified to be present, right? Because when you can authenticate somebody, say with facial recognition or fingerprint or another biometric source, you can verify that that person is there. Part of the reason for the for the higher interchange fee is that there's increased risk, right? But when we can verify that a person is there, the the risk is, is probably lower, right? We verify that a, a person was there. We have a picture of that person potentially. Um, so, you know, to go back and audit that transaction would be very easy. And additionally, you know, if somebody were uh, were using their face to potentially steal others' cards, you can burn us once, but then your face is done, right? And you, you can't change that. So um, I think that there's actually increased security around having uh, face verified to be present. And so hopefully there will be a, uh, you know, a new, a new category for, for person verified to be present, although the card may not have been swiped. I love that idea. And I think you, you nailed it right there. You have it in different um, distinction of transaction type. Uh, because there is a certain level of security where it's 
it's pretty hard to commit fraud uh, using a credit card and, and this type of technology. Speaking of fraud, so you're, you're storing um, financial information or credit card information, and you're also storing biometric information. Now, a California company storing biometric information seems seems crazy to me because California is so strict with all their rules and their laws. Um, tell me a little bit about the security behind your platform and maybe how you get around uh, some of these biometric rules that are out there right now. Yeah, so so our first product, and we haven't touched on this too much, but our first product was a self-ordering kiosk. And part of the value of the self-ordering kiosk having facial recognition inside of it was that we could reduce the amount of time that it took for somebody to place an order, complete a transaction at the kiosk, which was a you know it was a, a huge benefit because it could take so long for somebody to select their items and and swipe their card on the kiosk. And so we deployed this product all over the U.S. And actually, one of our biggest customers was a, a customer in, in Illinois. And Illinois, if you know about you know, biometric legislation, has the strictest uh, biometric legislation in the U.S. And there are only a few states that actually have legislation like this, but it's called BIFA in Illinois. And so everything that we did was designed around being compliant with BIFA, the strictest of legislation. So we've been accepting face-based payments in, in Illinois for multiple years now, and we have a, a privacy policy in terms and conditions, and we have a merchant, you know, business-to-business um, agreement as well that uh, that keeps us completely compliant. But obviously, there's you know, there's been a major, major focus for us on on data security and um, and just you know ensuring that everything that we do is compliant, whether it's CCPA or BIPA or any other uh, legislation that you know that, that governs us. That's great. You're taking us so seriously because I, I'm seeing some more trends out there where everybody's talking about the convenience of the world today and the amount of security, privacy, and potential risk uh, that you're getting yourself involved with by engaging yourself in some of these uh, conveniences. So uh, it's good to know that you've got the backbone and your eye on the security aspect of, of this entire product. Yeah. You had mentioned, um, yeah, we- go ahead. I was going to say, well, you know, it's, it's really important for us that, that that is a focus for us because we see ourselves as a consumer-facing brand. I, I think I probably said this before, but what's important to us is that consumers say, I want to transact with Pop Pay, and I want to be able to enter with Pop Entry because I trust Pop ID, right? I've given them my biometric information because that's the brand that I trust, right? And so we need to do everything that we possibly can to ensure that our consumers are thinking to themselves, I don't want to give my face to McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, and everyone else. I want to give it to one source that I really trust and let them be that kind of intermediary to authenticate me for whatever activity it is that I want to pursue. And so, you know, the making sure that we're completely compliant and that, you know, it's consumer first is, is, is extremely important to us. You had talked about your self-serving kiosk or self-ordering kiosk that you have. Um, what, uh, what kiosk partners have you teamed up with to be able to facilitate these? Yeah. So we, we have a, a great partnership with Panasonic. Uh, it's, it's our, our, one of our largest partnerships and essentially what we've done, Panasonic has a, has a great kiosk, self-ordering kiosk solution. Their, their software is fantastic. And we've incorporated our SDK, our software development kit into their self-ordering kiosk. So you can have the, all the great benefits of Pop ID as an authentication service to recognize that consumer while having the, uh, self, the, the Panasonic self-ordering kiosk software. 
So you're not stuck just using Panasonic. You have an SDK. So if a company listening to the show right now wants to integrate this type of technology, your technology into their product, um, they're able to do that? Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, like we've touched on, that SDK is not just for self-ordering kiosks, but it may be for access control. It may be for payment at the point of sale and a whole host of other activities. And so that SDK is something that we're very focused on uh, ensuring, you know, ensuring that you can plug pop pay or just pop ID as an authentication service into any system. I'm curious to get kind of your mindset in regards to where you think the industry is really shifting in the near future, obviously top of mind for all of us, but um, being a technologist right on the forefront of this amazing technology, where do you think things are headed down the road? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I think one of the things that we've already touched on is uh, a shift to, to to mobile ordering, mobile payment. Um, and, you know, with that comes those card not present rates that we, we spoke about. Um, I think that additionally, there's going to be a continued focus on health and safety. I don't think that uh, the coronavirus pandemic will be a flash in the pan. And, you know, as soon as the cases, the case counts drop, uh, everything will go back to normal. I think that there will be a continued focus on, you know, outwardly expressing how brands are able to keep a safe environment for employees and for customers that are purchasing food. So I think that that's going to continue to be a, a really major, major theme in the, uh, in the restaurant space. And then you know, the last piece is we think that, and we've heard from our customers about reducing credit card processing costs and whether that's through pop pay or through another means, uh, I believe that that'll continue to be a, a big theme in the industry. I'm curious, are there other facial pay um, payment types out there, other companies doing what you're doing? I mean, do you have competitors? And if you do, what differentiates you between them? Yeah, so in, in China, uh, there are, you know, there's, there's Tencent and, and Alipay. Um, and, and face, you know, face-based payment is a major it's a, it's, it's not, you know, it's not, it's, this is not a small, uh, it's not small interactions. It's not small transactions that are, that are happening with face pay. These are transactions that are happening across the country, millions and millions of people. Um, and so I think China is, is very far ahead and the most developed facial recognition for payment is, is definitely in China. Um, but there's also folks that are working on products that are similar to our pop entry product. And uh, some other competitors that are working on products that are similar to our Pop Pay product in the U.S. And although they're in earlier stages, um, we, we're very well aware that biometrics is um, increasing consumer popularity. People are becoming much more comfortable with biometrics as a source of identification. You see it in clear in airports and on your iPhone every day when you unlock your phone. Um, so there are there are definitely competitors that are popping up, and uh, I think that it's going to be somewhat of a land grab, right? It's a, it's a network effect being able to build this network where a, a two-sided marketplace where consumers are looking to pay with this payment method and they're able to because merchants are accepting that payment source. So um, I think that there, there will definitely be other competitors that pop up um, and we're, yeah, we're fully prepared. Well, the advantage is that you've been doing it for a while now and you are head of, head of the game. So hopefully, you know, being able to build that network out rapidly and, and getting adoption. Um, I think that's key right now for, for you know, the success of, of this type of payment in general. 
Well, that's Absolutely. yeah. We believe we believe we also have somewhat of a technology advantage. I think it comes from working on this technology for so long and forming some great partnerships and developing some some proprietary technology. So there's a, you know we know that there's competitors out there that are focused on other biometric sources like fingerprint or iris scan. Uh, but this the facial recognition technology that we have is is pretty amazing. And so we're 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 very excited to be pushing it out. So tell me, Yell, what is the vision for Pop ID? The, the vision for Pop ID, and this, this vision hasn't changed for quite a while now, actually, is that Pop ID is the is is a universal authentication source. So, like we talked about, that consumers trust Pop ID. They want to be able to give their their biometric information to Pop ID so that they can authenticate themselves, whether they're pulling money out of an ATM, buying a cheeseburger from Cali Burger, parking their car or pursuing any other activity that requires authentication, whether it be for payment or entry or anything else. Uh, that, that really is the vision for Pop ID. And I think a, a great analogy for us and something to strive to become is to be the offline version of, uh, of Facebook Connect, where, where you, can connect, you can connect to a new, you know, a new platform through your Facebook profile. Well, last question. If somebody wants more information about your product, your services, how do they get in touch with you and how do they, how do they learn more about uh, what your company does? So go to our website, popid.com. Uh, our website will be revamped shortly and feel free to reach out to us. We've got some, some videos and some great information on the web. We've had a bunch of great press that's come out recently that has some more information on our products and then definitely reach out to us I'm Yale at popid.com. So very easy to find. And we've got, we've got a great team that would, would love to give more information to any retailer or consumer that's interested in using our product. That's great. I'll also put a link to everything that you just mentioned in the show notes for this podcast. So it's very easy for people to go and, and just click on the links and, and get to you. I have to thank you so much for joining the show. It's, this is a fascinating topic. I love it. I love what you guys are doing. You're really taking everything to the next level from uh, the payment perspective and building, you know, we're in a situation right now where we have to rebuild consumer confidence that they feel safe going into environment. They feel safe making a payment. And that's kind of what we're all trying to solve for in this contactless and touchless world. And you guys, you guys are definitely spearheading a pretty amazing product. And uh, I'm sure everybody's uh, thrilled to hear about what you're doing. And once again, thank you so much. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, Kip. Thanks for having me. Just to wrap things up here real quick, you know how to contact me. You can call our comment hotline at 954-302-0851. Go to the website, skipkimple.com, where the show notes are, and also that Netsurian webinar link that you don't want to miss. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, find me, leave me a message. I'll be sure to get back to you. Now, next week's show, we're going to be continuing with our contactless payment series and talking to Tim Lockhart from TableSafe, which is a really cool device that has left TableSide for payment. Now, they've also made some modifications to account for the new touchless environment that guests are demanding today. So how are they doing it? Well, you're going to have to tune in next week to find out more. And on that note, I want to thank all of you for joining me. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay hungry, my friends. Hey.